1: You're listening to the Kelly Green Show.
0: Eagles. This podcast is powered by Eagle Maven of Sports Illustrated. Watch underdogs, and you know what underdogs is? It's a hungry dog. Hungry dogs run fast, and that's this team.
1: Here's your host, Football Kelly.
0: Welcome back to the Kelly Green Show. We are on to week two, and I have a new guest on the podcast to address the Eagles' week two opponent, the 49ers. I know a lot of people would love me to talk a little bit more about that exciting win in Atlanta, but let's be real. We have to focus on the new opponent, the new challenges that face this team. That win is over and done with. Let's get on to the 49ers. My next guest is Melissa Jacobs, who is the founder and the managing editor of thefootballgirl.com. She's a champion for women in sports and just so happens to be a 49ers fan herself. Thank you so much for coming on the show today, helping Eagles fans prep for this upcoming week. How are you doing, Melissa?
1: I'm good. Thanks for having me, Kelly. Um, I'm still sweating uh, the end of the 49ers Lions game, but they they emerged one to zero, so it's, it's yes. all good. It's all good. That was that was a. Uh, I just feel bad for the people that are gamblers out there. I'm sure you have listeners that are. That I, I hope they didn't bet on that game because I heard the 49ers wound up not even covering.
0: Oh yeah, it was pretty intense to uh, see the end of that game. I think a lot of. Eagles fans were keeping an eye on the 49ers, knowing that they will be coming to Philadelphia for the home opener. Uh, Definitely was interesting to see that comeback by the Lions at the end. We'll get into all of that. Both teams recently made Super Bowl appearances that are in a quarterback transitional period. Uh, This game has a lot of different storylines going into it. What is the headline you think should be – you know, for this particular matchup?
1: Oh, well, I mean, I, 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 I know it's kind of the basic thing to say, but I think both of these quarterbacks are, are super intriguing. Um, I, I mean, obviously what Jalen Hurts did last, last week. And I know there were some questions um, on him heading into the season. And uh, despite the 49ers, um, not performing that well in the run defense that this will be an upgrade. This will be more of a challenge for him um, this week uh, versus what he saw against Atlanta. But like, he just, from what I saw, as as I told you, I didn't watch every second of that game, but his decision-making seems so on point. So I want to see how he does against the 49ers and then, you know, the 49ers quarterback situation, which I think is a lot more peaceful than people probably think. Uh, But Jimmy Garoppolo also performed, very well last week and played pretty mistake-free football. And uh, so I I, want to just kind of see how those two teams do, I think I could say in both cases, against elevated competition.
0: Yeah, I definitely think this week will be more of a challenge for both teams that, like you said, than uh, they had in week one. Tell me what you saw from the 49ers in week one for the fans that didn't see that game against the Lions. Well, um, (laughs) it wasn't the best
1: start. Uh, The first snap on offense was a fumble. um, So that that wasn't great. But then after that, it was kind of lights out. It was three and a half, you know, great offensive quarters. I mean, Shimmy Garoppolo found Debo Samuel all day, found Kittle, Um, the emergence of of Elijah Mitchell, the rookie running back um, who came in to to supplant um, an injured Raheem Mostert, who now sadly is out for the season. Uh, But I think a lot of people thought that was going to be Trey Sermon's job and he was a healthy scratch that morning but it was just interesting to see I mean you know and and Mitchell showed his explosiveness ended the day over 100 yards I mean he you know it it just was a very in sync you know in sync offensively with some pieces in there that were kind of unexpected I don't think I mean Brandon I wasn't targeted once so you know is there's so there's some things that that might shift this week based on how practices go. So that, that was, you know, there's, there's a lot of promise, you know, defensively though. I mean, first of all, the, the lions had a field day against the 49ers run defense so that, you know, and I know, the, I know the Eagles also performed very well in that regard in week one. So that's definitely a matchup to see if the 49ers, you know, interior D can get, can, you know, be a little more solidified, you know, Nick Bosa coming off of the injury. He actually in the first half, like Panay Sewell, the, um, lions t- top draft pick. I mean, he, he, kind of dominated Bosa, but then Bosa in the second half started to look like himself again. And, and, and finally, you know, the the other major issue with the Niners uh, defensively is, is corner. I mean, they lost Jason Barrett for, he out for with an ACL tear for the season. They signed Jay Kirkpatrick, but they were already really thin at that position. So, you know, what they do against a more explosive offense in in Philadelphia is again, going to be really interesting.
0: Thanks for listening to The Kelly Green Show. This episode is brought to you by Bet Online. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including Online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest. And the world's largest two hundred thousand dollar NFL Survivor contest open now at Bet Online. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Yeah, you mentioned the two injuries that I was aware of. Um, so Raheem Mostert actually started his career uh, as a preseason hero in Philadelphia, <laughs> and I I loved him here. I'm so sad to hear that his career. Um, has had a couple of bumps in the road and that he is done for this season. So that's definitely a bummer. Um, The 49ers are no strangers to having to adapt their backfield. And it seems like Shanahan kind of keeps all of that depth um, on that backfield for that reason. Last season, the 49ers had five different running backs that each had a week as the team's lead ball carrier. Like, You guys constantly have production at the running back position. Do you think you'll be okay coming into Philadelphia without uh, that starting player, uh, especially given the results from your rookie last week?
1: Yeah. And, you know, fantasy owners, Kyle Shannon's basically like enemy number one to anyone who plays fantasy football um uh, you never know uh, who he's going to go with i mean week. you ne- you never know and even watching his pressers this week he's just he he's very he's cryptic he loves it he he loves i mean he's not intentionally trying to do fantasy owners but you know he's a strategist he's not going to say like Elijah Mitchell is going to be our our top back. And, you know, he he has a lot of interesting schemes and he uses the little nuances of his running backs in different ways. I mean, that's very signature Shanahan. So he still has, you know, he still has the depth. He still has Michael Hasty there. The team really likes But in no way, I think, can we come out of week one despite what we saw? Despite, I know, you know, every fantasy league I'm in, like everybody's bidding like half their waiver money on Elijah Mitchell. You can't come out and say, like, he is now solidified as the number one back. Yeah, I
0: think that's the challenge of Shanahan because even as you were mentioning, Brandon Ayuk, who everybody going into the season thought would definitely get a ton of action, got zero targets. So it's almost like you're preparing for all these different offensive receiving weapons now you have to consider the differences in the running backs who you haven't even had any tape on um and then you have two quarterbacks to try to plan for i mean how difficult does that have to be for a defensive coordinator like jonathan must have his head spinning trying (laughs) to plan for shanahan especially because he is an offensive genius he does execute very well Right. And then you don't know.
1: I mean, that's the thing. You don't, you, we have no idea is tra- if Trey Sermon's going to be in there for, you know, f- he's going to get 15 touches or zero, like zero idea. And I mean, Shanahan's not going to tip his cap there and same with IU. Like, is it, is Shurfield going to be in on more snaps or is IU like, like you have no idea. Are they going to bring in more two tight end sets? Like, like it's, it's just there. I, I mean, again, and this is Shanahan's, Baby, like he loves just having this super, you know, deep, complex playbook that gives opposing defensive coordinators fits.
0: That definitely seems to be the case. Um, One question for you about the quarterback situation, because I know that we don't have a ton of um, clarity at that position, but this is kind of like a fun way to address it <laughs> over under. Trey Lance Ooh. having five snaps in Philly this week?
1: I think, I think it's going to be over. I think it's going to be six. Over five? Be six. Okay. When you started asking that question, I was like, if, if it's games, I'm going to be very confused. But if it's snaps, <laughs> I'm, I got six in my head and then you said, okay. It. Okay. Um,
0: yeah. That seems fair. I, I think it's going to be
1: a closer game. And I think, again, it's just another tool. As you said, it's so hard to plan against going into week one. Like I didn't even, I didn't think our trade lands. I'm so Trace Thurman. There's too many trays in the Bay area. (laughs) Too many new trays. We Uh, have Jalen's.
0: You've got trays. Oh yeah. Jalen Rager, (laughs) Jalen. Yeah. It's very
1: confusing. (laughs) The trays and the, well, there's gotta be like some meshing of those names somehow, Yeah, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, if somebody asked me how many snaps he would have played a week ago, Trey, Trey Lance, I would have said may, maybe one, maybe he gets in in fourth quarter if blow out. I had no idea. Um, but it, you know, it, but then you saw the lot, la- the 49ers last preseason game and you know, Shanahan ran with this complete like quarterback rotational thing, uh, for a while. Um, so, it's it's an, it's another weapon and he's such a different quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo that it just completely uh, again i w- i would hate to be trying to game plan against Shanahan
0: yeah i mean that's definitely the concern that i have as an eagles fan yeah. going into this game trying to kind of even prepare yourself for like who's going to be on the field at what any given moment you have to keep being aware of everybody that's on the other side of the, the field so definitely is that ripple to the 49ers ability to have such great depth, um, at the roster positions across the offensive board. So outside of, you know, the ripples, there's two names that definitely jump out. They were stars of the game last week. We're, we we got to address, uh, Debo and Kittle. Mm-hmm. What are you, what are you expecting from them? And how does any team slow them down?
1: I mean, you have a better quarterback situation than the Lions, I think. So, I, I you know, I think that's gonna have a little impact. But you, I mean, George Kittle. I know there's conversation of Darren Waller maybe being two, or or is it Kittle, the second best tight end behind um, Travis Kelsey, but. I mean, Kittle's just a beast. Like, and you get him in open space. And, and then they they designed plays they where Kittle was in open space a lot last week. And I mean, it's that's like, dangerous. Lights, lights out. It's yeah. dangerous. It is lights out. And you know, for Devo, he he made a couple just sensational catches. And he, and, you know, it's interesting because a lot of people thought that. Uh, Ayuk was actually going to sort of supplant him in in training camp. They actually think he's maybe a little bit more has a little bit just more physicality and talent and, and and um you know just slightly, right? Like 1A, 1B. This is a you know a huge disparity we're talking about. But but Debo had an incredible training camp. I mean, the you could see the the play designs like shifting toward him a lot more um in that game and I I mean I think he's, he's very hard to cover. I'll just say that. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, I definitely think that your offense is one of the best in the league right now, especially after that performance week one, 41 points is incredible. I know that the defense did get a pick six against Jared Goff. So have to, you know, factor that into the end number of the scoreboard, but that offense hit the ground running and they were very effective in Detroit last week. Um, the Eagles defense was able to get to Matt Ryan last week in Atlanta. Are you concerned or confident in the 49ers' o-line ability to protect your quarterbacks? Yeah, I mean they play they played well
1: last week. It's so hard cuz it's one week, right? So you're like, yeah. okay, they 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 handled the Lions, but this is a i think that's even more so maybe than the quarterbacks and whether they can um whether they can piggyback on on what they both respectively did in week one it's how how the offensive line is is going to handle the the eagles the eagles pass rush the the whole thing so i'm yeah cuz the
0: eagles the eagles will have that home field advantage i know that eagles fans are going to be loud as hell i'm just curious if the, <laughs> if you're confident in that 49ers no. No. To, to handle it
1: yeah I'm a, little, I'm a little worried about uh some false starts but, um that's <laughs> yeah, to be there, expected I know it's it's not loud there right isn't it like a library
0: in Philadelphia oh that's yeah we're rough. really
1: calm, <laughs> <laughs> calm we're very the, calm fan base Signet, everybody
0: everybody talks about how calm we are as a fan base so <laughs> don't even worry about us there And Um, how rational too, right? Oh yeah, we're the most rational fan base. Exciting news. Our pod is partnering with playactionpools.com this season to bring some interactive fun to the sport we love most. You'll be able to get in on the action with our playactionpools.com football pick'em challenge, which is open to everyone. Here's how it works. Sign up for our contest, Bleed football pick'em at playactionpools.com and then get your picks in each week. We're going to select the 10 highest profile games of the week between NFL and college football. Whoever gets the most picks correct each week will win a pair of electric sunglasses and a pair of DC shoes. Again, go to playactionpools.com and sign up for the contest lead B L E A V, football pick 'em. And if you plan on hosting your own football contest, go to playactionpools.com today. They've got Survivor, pick 'em as well as cool sportsbook concepts called Build Your Bankroll. PlayActionPools.com, your new home for all your office sports pools. Let's talk about the defense, because uh, obviously the the offense got off to a great start last week. We talked a little bit earlier about the comeback that, you know, Jared Goff and and that team made um, against you guys. It seemed like it kind of happened after Verrett went out with the injury. Is that fair? Is that fair to say, or do you think that there was other components to why they were able to kind of come back at the end of that quarter? Yeah, well, actually,
1: you know, we have the the injury, but they had actually taken out uh, Demeco Ryan's had taken out several of the starters in the second half and then had to bring them back in toward, I mean, that I think that that was a factor um, as well, but I mean, the Niners are generally thin on at at corner um, and the secondary. And I think that's just a huge concern. And this is again, going to be a huge litmus test because they were facing Jared Goff and Jared Goff is, not an upper echelon quarterback could want to say it a different way um so i think this you know and he doesn't present he's he's not dynamic he doesn't present a lot of different looks and he's not a threat in a lot of different ways so this is just he's not gonna, gonna
0: run on you for sure he's not gonna run on you it's nice
1: it's a nice way to i'm trying to figure out a nice way to say it um <laughs> and yeah and i just had delved into this whole um column or feature that Jordan Roderick, she was on my podcast this week about how he's just so stymied by any like uh, post-snap defensive shifts um,
0: Mm -hmm. and how that
1: got exposed. So I, you know, I, I just think it's just a very different situation. I don't have like a absolute takeaway um, from the 49ers defense overall, because even like with Nick Bosa, as I said earlier, he didn't look like Nick Bosa in the first half and it was like, he just had to settle in and then he looked like Nick Bosa in the second half he finally got that sack. And, um, you know, I, I don't think anything changes in terms of the, the 49ers secondary. It was already not great coming in and losing Jason Verrett is, is a pretty big deal. I mean, he's yeah. not a shut down court. He's not the top, wasn't the top corner in football, but like a solid, smart, smart, Somewhat reliable player, so
0: yeah, yeah, and he was your starter, so that is a big loss for that secondary. You mentioned uh, D'Amico Ryans, who is a former Eagles player. Um, oh yeah what What have you learned about his scheme since Salah went to the to the um, Jets? Well, not not
1: that much because it was such a um, it was it was such a blowout. I mean, I don't. I'm still sort of learning his scheme itself. Doesn't seem like there's been that, that much of a shift in, in terms of what of solid did. But, um, you know, I think just getting a lot of these players back, D Ford and, and Nick Bosa, there's like different tools and slightly different shifts that that you can use with that kind of caliber of players so that he's sort of maybe like experimenting
0: a little bit still. Is there anybody specifically on the defense that you looked at um, and said they're – definitely making that stride for your team. Like they were coming on. I mean, last year, you guys had so many injuries. It's almost like who, who are you looking at this year and week one and saying, you know, wow, I didn't know he was going to be this good this year. I mean, I guess
1: Drake Greenlaw, he would be the one that, that st- stuck out. I mean, he had a little groin injury, but he was pretty explosive. He had an important pick six, um, I know Fred Warner had a ton of tackles, but yeah, I would say Dre Greenlaw, uh, the, the rookie two years ago, I guess he's third year guy. I was thinking rookie last year, but it's been so long since I've been in the Niners building. Cause I think of talking to him as a rookie, but that was, yeah, COVID, year. That was COVID I mean, completely the time ruined that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Javon Kinlaw, he was the rookie last year, but, um, yeah, I mean, Drake, Dre Greenlaw looked really good. Um, but I don't, it's again, I don't, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to say against the lions. It's hard to just come out with a lot of absolutes against a team like that.
0: Well, I guess what my question for you next is, is what did you see that they were doing effectively against the lions to shut them down early in the game that made them so like create that big lead? Was there anything in, in the defensive side of things that was just clicking and they were creating pressure doing what was the, what was the thing that was creating that big blowout? There was a little pressure, but I feel like it was mostly, I mean, I have to go back and look
1: at tape, but I I feel like there was just a lot, you know, they were, they were kind of playing a little bit. Um, you know, I, I feel like there just wasn't a lot of, open lanes for for Jared Goff in terms of, you know, passing lanes. And uh, he's just not, he's just not that accurate of of a quarterback and they just don't have a lot of weaponry. I mean, they did, they did succeed uh, in in the run. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think they sort of applied pressure, I guess, you know, when appropriate, if you will.
0: Mm-hmm. And it looked like TJ uh, Hawkinson was basically the yeah. main target for golf right. in, in the offense. So they were probably able to take him away at some points during the game. Cause he was like the main, yeah, main I
1: mean, target. it's, hard, you know, with a, with an offense, like the lions, you like, it might be the worst receiving core in, in football and like, except if, you know, when you, if you consider TJ Hawkinson, just a tight end and don't put him in that group. It's like, who do you have? You know, where do you go after him? So he, you know, but I mean, to Tart, you know, I know he gave up a, a touchdown to Hawkinson, but there, there's just not a lot of like, it's just it's not a very powerful offense to really like rage your, your defense against.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, then kind of shifting your attention Devontae Smith, Jalen Rager, um, a lot of these younger guys who really don't have this NFL experience just yet to really gauge what they will be, but definitely have the potential. Um, Are you a little concerned about what they could do against your secondary? Yes. Yes.
1: Very much. Um, Very much. I I saw a lot of, I saw those Devontae Smith highlights and was like, Yeah, that's going to be, I think, especially given, you know, the, the injury situation. And I I think, I, I I do think this maybe has the makings of a shootout. Every, every time I say that about a game though, that it becomes like some defensive battle Royale or it's like all these mistakes are made or whatever. Um, But yes, uh, yes, yes.
0: Okay. Well. It is a special game for Eagles fans because we haven't had a full stadium for Jalen Hurts' career, for Jalen Rager's career in Philadelphia. Obviously, that was their first year last year with COVID and everything. Uh, Darius Slay was, you know, traded to the Eagles last year, so he didn't get to experience the full fan base. Um, I just expect it to be a very loud environment. Uh just kind of this homecoming type of game. Does. You know, your team traveling for the second time in a row across the country, factor into any concerns you might have, especially because they're coming into such a volatile and very loud environment.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think they are just any, any team like the 49ers that are just have a very strong organization and just are really well coached. I mean, Kyle Shanahan's seen it all, right? Like he was in Washington, so he knows. Oh my, yeah. He's used to us. Yeah. He he's used to you. And I don't know <laughs> if you know this Kelly, but they stayed on the East coast this week. They did. So they have, yeah. They did this last, last year, or I guess two years ago, pre COVID. Um, the 49ers actually did this back in the Jim Harbaugh days. They would stay when they would have back-to-back East Coast games. They would stay in Youngstown, Ohio, like where the DeBartolo family's from. And they would have this whole, except I think they would have to stay at like a holiday inn or something because that was the best hotel they had. But now they stay at the Greenbrier, where, um, which is like but that, it's a very fancy resort that built a practice field. I know some teams have had like training joint training camp practices there and they're just there all week. And they, I had no idea. Yeah. It's, it's very, like, I actually want to write a story on the Greenbrier at some point, like how you they definitely turn this, should like fancy resort into, I mean, I used to live in DC and my husband and I would like be like, talk about that as an option for like a romantic weekend getaway. And now, like teams just, there's there's literally they, the, the hotel built a like regulation size practice field there.
0: That is incredible. I'm yeah. sh- sh- I'm shocked. I hadn't heard that this was happening at all yet. So the Eagles, the Eagles have been resting a lot of their players today. Have you heard anything as far as injuries on the player side for the 49ers? Um, as far as what we know, about anybody outside of the two that were put on IR for the year,
1: um, I am. I think. I think uh Javon Kinlaw and Jerry Greenlaw who came out of the game with that groin injury. I heard he wasn't practicing today. Um, that's the only. Uh, Yeah. I think, I think Javon Kinlaw, I don't want you to quote me on that. Definitely Dre Greenlaw. Um, it's confusing, right? Kinlaw, Greenlaw, but Dre Greenlaw definitely was supposed to be held out. Javon Kinlaw has a knee thing. Um, he's a maybe. And then I I think Emmanuel Mosley, the corner is also maybe not supposed to be practicing as he is, is trying to get, get healthy. So, and by the way, the Greenbrier is in West Virginia officially.
0: Okay. OK, ahead so they'll be history. they'll be coming up from uh, West Virginia for the game on Sunday at one o'clock.
1: Yeah. So they will officially be on East Coast time. So sorry, Eagles fans, you don't
0: have. No, that that's of advantage. That's good to know ahead of time, because I was just thinking that's a lot of travel for them. That's good to know. All right. Yeah. So outside of everything that we've kind of discussed is there anything that I haven't asked you that you would really like to address as far as this particular matchup or just the 49ers in general
1: uh I mean I think you did a really good thorough job I mean I I I mean I'd love to be able to say that I could like give you something you know more definitive on on the defense but I there's just I, I don't like Overreacting, I guess, and I don't want to like make up things that don't exist after week one because I think this game is like going to be so much more telling. Yeah, I think I think that's what a lot of
0: fans.
1: Yeah, I think we've kind of covered the main talking points of like the things to look out for. Again, it's the secondary, it's the run defense. Can they step it up? How does the defense as a whole handle a a totally different quarterback like Jalen Hurts? And um, those are those are my main questions.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of Eagles fans are kind of gauging what we have with this team off of this 49ers uh, battle. And uh, it's probably because it's a battle in the trenches. Um, O-line very strong on both sides, very strong defensive fronts, uh, should be an interesting uh, game. And we will see uh, who is able to pull out the win (laughs) in Philadelphia this coming weekend. So I definitely appreciate your time, Melissa. Thank you so much for coming on and giving your insights into the team that we will be facing this week. Why don't you tell everybody where they can go to read your stories, listen to your podcast, and uh, follow you on social media.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for, for having me, Kelly. And I, I love that you um have have this podcast. It's it's great. Um you can follow me um, on Twitter at the football girl. I'm pretty pretty active there, maybe a little too active according to my family. Um and I yeah, my I write on thefootballgirl.com. The we have fantasy rankings there too. And I also am a um, contributor to The Guardian. I I'm gonna be writing their NFL column. Them this week, in fact, and write some other like NFL features for them. Um, so you can you can find my work there as well. And then the Football Girl podcast is weekly, and you can find that anywhere that you get podcasts.
0: Well, that is awesome. I really appreciate you coming on again. Thank you so much, listeners. Please go check out the work that Melissa is doing and support women in football. Yes. And- don't forget to subscribe to the Eagles Unfiltered podcast for future episodes of The Kelly Green Show and fly, Eagles, fly. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you.